And welcome back to Pass the Salt, episode 57. Uh, we keep going on these mini hi- hiatus. Is that the uh, plural of hiatus? We just mix a week of every three weeks, <laughs> give or take. Um, but we're here now. Casual Conversation Podcast, hosted in Buffalo, New York. It's cold. The snow has come. Mm-hmm. It finally feels like a real winter. It does. For Western New York. Because it's the same temp that it's been, but going outside now, you're like colder. It's in your bones now. It's the type that makes me sad. You know what I mean? Like a mood affecting level of cold where you could, have a, you could be having a really good day and you walk outside and you're like considering just falling face first into the snow and just letting the wolves eat you at night. Like it's just not worth it. Like yeah. It's just too cold. And it's why a lot of people want to move out of Buffalo. It's also paired with that amazing visual of just gray, nothing. I uh, I walked to work to this morning at uh, 5.45, and it was depressing outside. It was so cold. There was one runner. I was walking faster than them, but it looked like they were running, <laughs> and like they must have been freezing. And, uh, yeah, Buffalo Winter's here. Um. Something that I want to talk about today is Adderall. And I mentioned <laughs> this before the before the podcast, before we started recording, which is not our forte. Um, in college, Adderall is everywhere. Everybody's doing it. And they justify doing it by saying it's utility. Like, I need to do it because I need to focus on my homework. <laughs> right which is funny because if you have if you know how important it is like clearly that person understands that they need to get something done by this time or they need to study this by this time so they understand that they need to focus so just do do what just you do need it. to do just do it but let's just be real that was just the justification adderall yeah. is a drug for a reason it's you know it has because it's enjoyable, it's that, enjoyable. That, all it does is make work enjoyable to me, to uh, me, yeah. To me personally, I mean, yeah. I'm sure everybody has a different effect, um, to a certain degree. And then there's the offshoots of Adderall, the kinds that they prescribe you if Adderall, like, you start having any negative effects of Adderall, Ritalin, uh, con- and Concerta, and uh, there's one with an F, I think. Either way, they're all basically amphetamines. I mean, they are. Um, and I never really got into the Adderall scene, um, in college because. Just like you described, if I knew I had to get, like, if I knew I had to do work, I, I didn't have an issue doing it. Like, just do it. Um, do it. And I had done it a couple times uh, for focus reasons, like, to see if it was even as good as everybody says it was. And I was like, meh. And then I, like, faded away from it, never even touched it again for years. Recently, though, <laughs> I got a hold of someone gifted me like a an orange one which are you know they're big boy ones and i just did it because you know i had to wake up super early for work again and boy oh boy do i understand why adderall pushes through college campuses like crack in the 80s shoveler I thought somebody was like, like I thought there was an animal pawing at the front of the door of your house. That's me. Ninety percent of the time in this house, I just 
in the middle of the podcast, me and Max, dead silence, both turn our heads like a couple of dogs that heard like a squirrel running up the side of the house. Sometimes I hear a noise and I want to go and look what it is through those windows, but those windows are insulated. So I get to the plastic and I'm like, damn it. Because <laughs> those are the only two windows that look out into the street. But I have that front hallway, but it's obviously all glass pretty much so but if you open that door you're exposing i'm exposed yep so i'm it's literally like a crazy person here's the noise goes to the window tries and then there's plastic and you're like damn it but uh regardless is still at the point of his life where he has to put up uh what's that called it's window plastic no but what's it really called literally window plastic no but like uh what would you use it for in the kitchen? Well, I wouldn't use saran that. wrap. I wouldn't. Saran. Are you using window plastic to wrap your food? That they're <laughs> two different plastics. No. Why? I'm, why are I'm you? I'm describing using it? it to people who have never been poor yeah, to understand. It looks what like it saran is. wrap. Yeah. It's just saran wrap. I've been told that you can do it with saran wrap. You probably can. Yeah. Probably. Works. I was going to do that back at similarly. Hmm. But it's not. Yeah. The Max same. basically it's just has huge plastic. strips of saran wrap on his windows. Well, it comes in a kit, and with... it's still. So cold in here. It's, it's there's, like there's a fireplace eight feet away from me, and I'm freezing. It's on. When we were eating over in the kitchen, freezing. Just so you know, my thermostat reads prop right now. It's probably reading at seventy degrees. Turn but it to seventy three, guy. But it still feels cold. Uh, my walls are cardboard, and my roof is paper. <laughs> See, maybe um, on a good day. On a good day, it's cardboard. Most days, it's paper the thinner just that paper that they had you do handwriting on that like real thin grayish did you ever use that the waxy paper? kind of paper yeah, kind of waxy the bad kind um i digress adderall took one i see why it swept through college campuses and i'm more leaning on the side of like that was the manufacturer's intention like it was a housewife thing for a while when it was just called like uh, I think it was called like Benadryne Chew or something like that. It was like a chewable for housewives. And it was the same drug, you know, the same amphetamine Adderall is. So they would like do housework. Literally, that sounds horrible. Bro, can you imagine? Okay, okay. That's okay. how they marketed it. Imagine you're the husband, right? You come home and your the your house is like you could eat off the fucking floors. <laughs> and you're like, babe, what the hell happened? Did you hire a maid? She goes, no, the doctor, she- he just gave me these these little chewable tablets. Meanwhile, her hair is like fucking falling out, her teeth falling. Out. Well, yeah, because she took she's so tw- many. she's tweaking because she's a bottle and a half deep. Think about it. They used to prescribe housewives Adderall and Quaaludes. Oh, I can't sleep because of the Adderall we, we, you're on. Oh, take this Quaalude. <laughs> but obviously, when that couldn't that marketing thing wouldn't work. Obviously, now that was a '50s thing. Yeah, but uh. They prescribe it now for ADHD, but like I feel like easily they were just like, we need a new tar- target audience for sure. Teenagers about to go into college, perfect. Well, in reality, it's not prescribed super often. Like, There's a lot of people you know in your circle of people who have been prescribed it throughout the years. Yeah. But because there's like a heightened awareness around it now, it's like not the easiest thing to get. Kind of like how Xanax used to be easy to get prescribed. And now it's like really difficult. Well, to... yeah. Well, that's good. Xanax yeah, is not a good. Hundred percent. It's probably good that Adderall's harder to get too. Realistically. Yeah, probably. Well, there still are uh, 
there are still um what are they called online doctors i guess who give out prescriptions for anything if you pay them you know what i mean really yeah yes not even on the dark web i see advertisements for it <laughs> so it's hard but it's it's hard but it's easy at the same time but in, in college campuses it's literally everywhere just because i guess you pool all the kids together yeah so that makes sense. i knew a ton of kids who back in the day would be like yo do you have any adderall like just anybody in the room anybody. they'd be like anybody you guys any adderall like as if it was like can i hit somebody's jewel i was just about to say that a jewel <laughs> pod literally no, just the a, equivalent and both were equally helpful for studying to me back in the day you think jewels helped you study nicotine in general was nice for studying back in the day it gave you something to do to while like studying occupy. that yeah it didn't require like losing focus yeah but i got i fucking hate nicotine now though like i'm off i haven't had a vape in like years plural for sure i don't buy any nicotine anymore yeah i think that's i think it's terrible i don't i don't I think it is just a stupid waste of money. You don't get anything from it other than a raised heart rate. So you might, you know, lose a couple extra pounds. Well, it's just not worth it. This is not an advertisement for tobacco, but there is scientific evidence. Um, oh, of a little bit of like heightened brain function, faster responses, a to little things. bit of higher brain function. Um, yeah, because it's they, there's, They're starting to link creativity to smoking because of the way that there's certain enzymes that uh, your body produces when you smoke a cigarette. Um, this guy was talking about it on this podcast. This doctor at Stanford who's working on this like uh, like neuroscience brain relationships to things, and nicotine is one of the ones he looked at. Um, and that's why he thinks that a lot of the artists smoke. Yes, for their like edgy Aesthetic. image. Yeah, I was gonna say. But also because it might, it might have started they smoke and it helped them, you know, come to their inspiration somehow or like you know keep their artistic, you know, whatever. Is Adderall the reason that when I came into your house today, you had everything fully set up for the podcast, which is a first in the fifty. Four episodes that we've been doing however many episodes first time i've ever come over and things have just been ready can i explain why do you really want to know why everything was ready and it wasn't because the audio was shitty last episode and you wanted to get it right that's part of it okay john <laughs> what i love you man but what? uh i am now on a mission to try and diminish the amount of verbal attacks that you give me about my house or my things or whatever, because I just, and I was talking I need, shit about the kitchen think about, today. Think about this. Think about this. From the moment you walked in this door, you have been on my itinerary. You came in with food. Let's eat at the table. I knew after that it would be dad time. Think about our, our pre show. And then we would be recording. You've been on my itinerary this whole time. I wanted you to have as little idle John thought time because if, if, nobody knows John. This is how he operates. He goes to a place that's – if it's not – just so you know, if it's not John's, it's not good enough. And Correct. So he'll go to your house <laughs> or he'll meet you somewhere, and if he has idle brain time, he'll just do a slight nod and do like a, a 180 with his head like this. You can't see it, but – and then he'll look at something and he'll fixate on it. That's why I think John's on it. He'll be like – 
yeah, you know, you uh, just take a duster around this place a little bit. <laughs> um, just yeah, you know, I don't know. I, uh, you could do you could do more with what you got here for sure. I, I do really think that your kitchen needs a once over for sure, but. <laughs> This That's because there's visible crumbs everywhere. Listen, man, <laughs> I got home from work and set this up, and you came here. So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm working a working man's day. You oh, had yeah. off today. Yeah, it's my off day. Still right. been doing things. Still been productive. Still got, still got a workout in. Still cooked. Still went to the chiropractor. You know. Wow, it's like you're not even a Buffalonian. What What about that has anything to do? You with- sound like you're like living some pampered life today. I really okay. So the Whoa, last he was about to say, I really am. I'm I'm really trying to make my life a little more pampered. Like I feel like my grind phase of like getting the shop up and running should be over. Now that Corona, now that Corona seems like we're good, so it's it's time to, you know, ease off the gas a little bit, and treat myself. Yeah. What are you thinking of? Uh, I go to the chiropractor every other week. And no, like, then, what are you thinking of adding, like, to treat yourself? You said you were trying to look to make your life more pampered. Um, I'm doubling. Well, you my, already do chiropractic and masseuse and massage, but I'm doubling the amount that I go to the massage. Really? Mm-hmm. You yeah. really like that masseuse? Massage therapist. Massage therapist. Yes, Bernice is the shit. Infinity Wellness in Orchard Park. Infinity Wellness in Orchard ask, Park. Ask for Bernice. <laughs> Tell her John sent you. Tell him John sent you. Your friend and mine, Jordan Carrero, was there today when I was leaving. Really? Mm-hmm. He goes to the chiropractor I go to now, Dr. Tyler Pepe. Shout out. For what? To go to the chiropractor. He's got the fucked up back or whatever. Everybody could go to the chiropractor, honestly. But do your research and find a good one. If yeah. you're in the Western New York area, go to Infinity Wellness. They have both. And what cryotherapy. Are you going to do cryo? I've done I've done it like months ago. How was it? It was too aggressive for me. What do you I mean? I couldn't handle it, dude. I was almost passing out. Really? It was insane. Tell me it more. Was, okay, okay. Tell me so more. So you put on like baking mitt gloves. Yeah. And socks that are like the same material. You're in your underwear, and um. Yeah, no hat. Yeah, no hat. So you're just shirt, shirtless and no pants. <laughs> no hat. Shirtless, and no pants. You go into this thing, right? Yeah. They, you're in this little tube that goes up to your neck. You're standing. Oh, in a, yeah, you're yeah. standing in a tube that's about five feet tall, and it's only as wide as your shoulders plus another like five inches maybe. And they flip the top of it over, that you fit your head into, so that it, like you can't even get out now, and it, only your head is popping up. Your shoulders are completely encased within this tube, and they turn this bitch to like negative 40 or negative 100 just something some absurd number where you're like are my nipples gonna freeze off and (laughs) fall on the ground like that's what i thought was gonna happen for how long (sighs) minutes just just a couple minutes that's it yeah yeah and i came in a little bit baked nothing crazy but enough to where when they turned it on i did it make a cool sci-fi sound when it turned on there was like a lot of uh like mist everywhere really in a sci-fi way Fuck, like dry ice you know what i mean that's crazy from all like the cool i think they're using dry ice is this to, your like, abduction shoot. story what is going on <laughs> no. dude it was wild and basically as soon as they turned it on like within 15 seconds i like, couldn't breathe and i was i almost started like fading out and like blacking out and like 
had to grab onto the sides of the machine to like keep myself up. I couldn't last like That's the whole time. That's how intense the cold was? Yeah. Like I couldn't, you know, like when you walk outside and it takes your breath away because of how cold it is. Yeah. That times a hundred. What did they instruct you on that at all? Did they say like, take a deep breath bef- right before? I was breathing deep the whole, I literally was like, <gasps> like just couldn't breathe in all the way. What? I think, I think me being a little high didn't help. Were I was, I was in a lot like worse shape back into then. Deadpool? Dude, I was in, I was on the, the lowest setting or like the hottest setting, I should say. Okay. Like apparently Cole Beasley, when he goes in turns that thing up all the way he played on a broken fibula yeah it's a beast but yeah a lot of bills players go there too if anybody needs another reason other than my recommendation to go to that spot good rates too nothing crazy like you would think a place in orchard park would be crazy that the bills go to you'd be paying a premium it's the exact same prices that i see everywhere else yeah but a lot of those wellness places are all pretty much the same price like Mm -hmm. they know that if they go you know lower above it's just gonna be they're gonna lose the clientele right but yeah i want to do a lot of that and then i'm probably getting either a motorcycle or another car in the spring and moving to a nicer apartment uh in a month or two a month yeah again we moved that up to like march early march do you where are you going in the city oh you don't you you don't you don't have a spot picked out yet. There's a spot on Main Street we're looking at. There's a spot on Elmwood Avenue that Molly went to yesterday, like across from Lexington Co-op. Um, there's Larkinville. There's a whole bunch of shit. Yeah, you're – wow. A lot of lofts. You're Yeah, you – I mean, well, you're man bunning now, so if you're not living in a loft or even – If you come at me doing? for my man bun, another episode. That wasn't coming at you. I'm I'll, saying that don't, I'm stating don't, the fact. Don't. Even Here we go. Is that your loft voice? Is that how you talk to your doorman? I'm your doorman. We'll see who gets back into the building when they're being attacked at night. Not you. I can't hear it. Just All so right. you know, if you move into a building that has a doorman, I will What aggress- buildings have doormans in 2020? Or I'm, I'm sorry, in 2021. I will aggressively pursue that position to fuck with your life. <laughs> I think that'd be a great way to start my morning would be like coming downstairs with a cup of coffee in my hand and be like, hey, Max, (laughs) you're sitting there in the little butler uniform. Hello, Mr. Prony. (laughs) I would make sure him a newspaper, but I have to cut out all the words. Just the pictures (laughs) left. (laughs) It's just pictures of like Nancy Pelosi, Donald Trump and random politicians. And then the cartoon section. Of course. So, what the hell else were we supposed to talk about? I feel like we had something. Well, we were talking about Adderall, and then we went on this huge tangent. Right. Oh, yeah, because you were all prepared here, and you were like, ah, you always like to talk shit. Yeah, just clean your kitchen. That's really all I have to say. The living room's fine. Um, other you know than the, like the light dusting of marijuana Do you on know your... what it's like? What? Being a single father? I didn't have a chance being to breathe today. Father. Another reason I feel like I need to be pampering myself is because I feel like I'm living Groundhog Day. Like, every day has become the same. I wake up at the same time. I go to the gym at the same time. I come home. I make the same meal for breakfast every day. I go to work. Do Breakfast I, after workout. Yeah, I mean, I have, like, an apple or yogurt, like, on my way. Yeah. But, yeah, my big breakfast afterwards. Yeah, like I feel like I'm just I'm just 
asleep by 9.30, up by 6. Like, I'm just a grandpa. I want to, you know, break out of the cycle. Well, first of all, don't be too hard on yourself because, first of all, we're in the middle of quarantine still, technically. Our, our pandemic, we're the only thing that's open, really. I mean, everything's kind well, that's of That's another open. thing I wanted to bring up is that orange and yellow zones are gone. Yeah. They're done. So, like, that everything's open. today. Everything's open. Recording. Yeah. They are, they are done. Everything is open um, for now. I feel like. One more shutdown. Late February. One more. Into early March will be a shutdown. And then like really? a, a four week one, maybe. That's my prediction. Well, there's a lot of people who said that when Joe Biden took office that he would do a four to six week federal shutdown. And I'm really happy that that hasn't happened. And I feel like it was just hearsay. And that makes me happy. I also heard that we might be getting a $2,000 stimulus. Yes. Is that true? Do you, so think that, gave, do you think that's actually... Yeah, here's what I think. They gave everybody 600 recently. Yeah, I finally got that like three days ago. And they're going to give you another 14 in oh. early February. Really? Because that's guaranteed. It's not guaranteed. No. They're uh, coming together for that discussion slash vote in early February for the, uh, for the Biden cor- coronavirus relief package. I will tell you this. Did my taxes, even though they're not accepting completed taxes yet until February 15th, something like that, um, you can do them early. I did them. In the taxes now, they ask you about your stimulus check. And they asked me if I got one, and I didn't. I said no. And neither, the four, or the 12 or the 6. Because your parents claimed you as because a dependent? Because I was a dependent. They yeah. gave it to me in my return. If if the IRS accepts, if everything on my taxes is good, which I've, you know, I'm a broke boy, so it's not like I'm doing anything. Um, eighteen hundred bucks with my ret- with on top of my return. That's intense. It is. That's wow. Look at that. But uh, we'll you see get if some that equipment stands. for the pod. Well, I'm gonna pull the trigger on that anyway. Um, we'll see if it stands. We'll. See, I mean. Everything else I answered normally, like I always do. So, but for others who are, I did through TurboTax, like I always do, it's free on my phone. For others who are in my similar situation, do your taxes. See if the same thing pops up on your screen, which I bet it will. But here's the thing what's stopping you from just saying no and getting another one? I mean, I'm sure they have a record of who got the stimulus check. Yeah. But it's the government. Yeah, they can mess up for sure. But then when they come after you, they're going to come after you for that plus, you know, 60%. Right, plus more. But, uh, yeah, so they're going to do that hopefully early February. It's going to be 1400 more. That'd be dope. Which, uh, which that one includes, if everything in the bill stays the same, which it's not. But right now it includes adult dependents. Adult really? dependents. Yeah. Dude, if that's the case, if me and Molly are both getting one, then we're for sure going on a vacation. Where are you going? Where do you, where would you go tomorrow? If you but you had to go somewhere tomorrow. Fourteen hundred bucks. With with what? Here's your stimulus. Fourteen hundred. Where are you going tomorrow? Uh probably just Florida. Really? I've got a friend with the Oh yeah, yeah, you got a friend down there. Yeah. Florida. That's that, I'm just cheap, that's why. It's a cheap flight. It's a free place to stay. 
and I know that everything's open because it's Florida. And it'll give you the variety that your life has been so missing. Right. I could use some warm weather. And and you say that your life is like Groundhog Day now. I want to get back yes. to that. I have two types of days, though. I'm not just reliving one. I'm, I'm reliving one of two days. Because it's a work versus a non-work day. Yeah. But even my work days are fucking busy, dude. Like, I don't, they don't feel like non-work days. Like, I have... Like, my Wednesdays, we always, almost always do the pod, guitar lesson, chiropractor, or massage. And obviously, like, some of these aren't, like, work, work things. But they're busy to where I feel like I'm, you know, doing responsibilities throughout the day. Well, you have two hobbies in there, though. You have guitar and you have podcasting. So, at least you're going to believe you're not enjoying your time. I get so relieved when the guitar lessons get canceled. So that tells Stop. me I shouldn't be going. Stop. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. If tomorrow it was a day off and you woke up, forget the workout for a second. You woke up and you had a completely clear day. What would you do? Like, no, you have no obligation to go to any appointments. You have nothing like that. What, what is, what are you going to do? Probably going to clean the shit out of my house in the morning. For sure. Workout before that. Yeah. Um, because I, I feel like shit on days that I don't. I'm not, I know. I just I was. Yeah, that was implied. Yeah. Um, probably do a big Wegman's run and then just make meals the rest. Like just like make my lunch like really ornate and fun, and same with dinner. Um, do I have someone to hang out with, or is everybody else still? No, you can do whatever the, you can do whatever you want. Um, not the last man on earth. I'm just I don't, if I if my if my Thursday just opened up out of nowhere, most people would be busy and not be able to go you know get drinks at 4 p.m., which is when I would want to go get drinks. So you would want to drink. You would want to go to like a social not, uh, only some kind Corona, of Corona like the, like everything just opened. So I haven't gone out and like had a drink with people in a long time. I don't even really like to drink. But yeah, I was gonna say you going don't really out, even like to drink. Just going out and splitting some apps and having a beer would be cool. That's really it, though. Simple man of simple pleasures. What I uh, derive from all that is even on your days off, you're talking about basically using half your day to do chores. But when you got to lunch... Because I got a lot of shit to do. (laughs) When you got to lunch, you said you would want to make it really ornate and fun. Maybe you should take up cooking. I mean, yeah, cook every day. No, no. You Yeah, you, you cook every day. I'm talking about like getting into the art of cooking. Yeah, I have I, I have been slowly like I've been getting a lot of like I've been buying Japanese knives and like better cu- better cookware like uh, like sta- uh, cast iron pans and shit like that for for cook to, you know, to be a better cook. But but no, I'm talking about the like, even last uh, last last uh, podcast. I mentioned Maddie Matheson, who I've been watching for cooking videos. So I've been doing research as to like how to actually be better as a as a chef. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, you know, it, that just from hearing it, that was the part of the whole day off that you slowed down and talked about and used fanciful vocabulary with. And then the rest of it, you just slugged by. Yeah. So that could tell you maybe that's where your interest is right now. Maybe that'll give you the variety you so crave. Maybe. It's a lot of time standing still. And that's what I do at work. So I try to avoid that. I want to do something. Plus, between work and my number one hobby, like at the gym, 
like those two things are wearing on my back fast. And I do a lot of things to help in recovery, like all the shit that I've been talking about this episode, but I don't know. I want to, I want to have a lazy hobby. Like I want to like something you can sit down at a desk and do. Yeah. Shipbuilding. Maybe. Yeah. No. No. Yeah, I wouldn't want like it'd be cool to do, but then I wouldn't want that just sitting in my house. Watch building. Watch building or watch repair, but watch building would be much cooler. Yeah. But I don't think that's like a casual hobby. Why not? The internet is a great place. I mean, I'm sure there's like make your own watch kits out there. But so start there and take off. Eh, maybe. I uh this brings me I have, this Here's the thing, I have too many hobbies. That's my that's my real problem is that I always feel like I'm not dedicating enough time to one thing. I either feel like I'm like right now I'm putting a ton of effort into athletics, but I'm ignoring guitar. Like I'm only playing two hours of guitar a week at the most. Well, there's an ebb and a flow. So right now you're putting time into athletics, but after putting in so much time, you could probably turn the dial down a little bit once you reach a fitness level that you're like, I could stay here and then yeah. put more time into something else. We ebb and flow. Dude, I have, I still currently, even though college is over, have close to like six responsibilities and have work full time, sometimes over full time. But, and so there and forth and have no money and there and forth can't pay for myself. So have time to just do a hobby. And I still don't, I still ebb between different things. Like I was reading like mad to finish that book and, and was reading before that book. Like this was just like the third or fourth book in my reading binge hobby. And then now I'm, I haven't started another book. I'm doing other things. So there's an ebb and a flow. Yeah, I used to be super into reading. I'd like to I'd like to get back into that. That's a good sit down hobby to get into. Yeah. You need a book? I can get you a book. With uh words on it too. Oh thanks. <laughs> I used to be big into like like young adult novels. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's some good ones out there. There's there are a lot. I remember like, there know, was this one series about meth. What? Like a young adult like meth like like Com- like not comedy. What am I thinking of? Like a meth teen <laughs> drama. Like, <laughs> dude, I'm Just telling you, trash there is somebody we know who knows about these books. I'm telling you. Um, you know who's amazing at writing young adult novels? John fucking Green. John Green. Who who wrote the uh, Fall in Our Stars? Yeah. What else has he written? Isn't uh, there a sequel to that or a prequel maybe? Uh, other famous books by him include uh, uh, An Abundance of Catherines. Um, Is that really the title? Yeah, I'm reading that one, actually. I, I started reading it a long time ago and then stopped. But it's good. I'm just busy. Um, something Alaska. Like Catching Alaska. Finding Alaska. Finding Alaska. Or Chasing Alaska. Something, something like that. that. Yeah. That was a, a movie couple. as well. What? Resident? Maybe. Yes. So... Wow, this is so fascinating side of John. Yeah, you, like I, uh, I really enjoyed reading Twilight and when I was like a freshman in high f- school. Can you not oh, ever? Yeah. Oh yeah. So you Go like read. you like the I like that dumb shit. Well 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 I'm not 
like the Maze Runner series, amazing books. Percy Jackson, amazing okay, books. That's more so like what I would think you would what meant yeah. when you said young adult. But the yeah. Twilight. That and, was like I was very I was and my the youngest reading abundance Twilight. of Catherine's or Katie <laughs> as her friends call her. Uh, that that's how, like you like the kind of mushy yeah. teeny oh yeah what about it do you like i'm a romantic are you yeah i can't wait to have a, molly on this sap. podcast i can't wait i hope I let me she explain would, this to i me. want i think she would agree we're with both that. we're both friends and we're both men we can talk about yeah. this yeah what uh comfortable what in what way are you no judgment here because everybody is doing their own thing with their own people in what way do you consider yourself a romantic? What does that mean? How do you describe it? Instead of answering that question, I will instead answer my own question, which is what do those books bring back the most memories of? What can you relate to the most in those books? Would you agree that when you were like 15, mm-hmm. when you fell for a chick, it was so intense and that's something that you kind of leave at that age. Like that you don't keep like you fall you could, I'm sure you're you're obviously super into your girlfriend, but it's like a different level of like like back then dude, I would get obsessed with the thought of dating a chick that I was like into. I you know uh, what I'm talking like I, I do know what you're talking about. I had a girlfriend when I was 16 and it was very intense yeah. emotionally for me. Oh yeah. Like during and after like the worst. Oh yeah. Um I'll do it. So yeah, so that's and what that's, you like, and you can tell in those it, those books are 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 geared towards people who still have memories of that, who it didn't work out well back then, and then in these books it works out fucking perfect. Like well, <laughs> like it, they, it does to an extent. Oh yeah, I guess yeah. Characters still die in the end, yeah. shit like that. But like a lot of the, I don't. know, I'm trying to. This is this is a difficult thing to describe. Let me. Let me try and push this wagon along. Oh, here's the example. In every one of those books, there's a character who's like, damn, I'm really into this other character, but there's no way I ever get with them. And then, of course, they always get with them every single well, time. Well, right. That's the classic. They Romeo would never and be into me, into them. Right. So right. that's the real, That that's the thing. And a lot of those books play on uh, certain tropes. Like, yeah, so like the one go tennis girl would never get with the goth kid, but that then they do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, they play on those a lot. But um, or like the jock is actually really sweet and like intelligent. He's not. Ju- <laughs> he's not just. <laughs> he's not just one dimensional, dude. That or, like is, shit like that. That one is so. Or like overdone. the nerd, the nerd who's actually like really cool, like <laughs> that right, type like, of shit. He's like building the, the like nerd wireless uniform. electricity. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, I agree. There's, it's really tropey, and that's kind of like like Thirteen Reasons Why. That's oh, like a perfect example. Trope upon trope upon, upon trope. trope, just unending, unending. And the main character, uh, the main male character, what's his name? He's Alex Gray Cran. Gray Cran. You call him Gray Cran. What's crazy that he is super bland in the show, but in real life, he's like the opposite. Right. He's like a singer in a band. Yeah, he's like a he's got all this crazy hair. He's like totally the opposite. But, um, <laughs> Greg Cran is a great fucking nickname for his character in that show. <laughs> he's just like the classic, uh, like the kid in school who 
He's not too short. He's not too tall. He's not too good looking. He's not too bad looking. He's not athletic. He's not. <laughs> he's not super unathletic. Great he doesn't get amazing grades. He doesn't foul out. Like it's. He's just in between and everything. And those people, those guys, I said those people, those guys. A lot of times, you know, might struggle to find an identity because there's nothing super discernible about them to separate them from the pack in in their heads. Right. Um, everybody obviously has discernible qualities that make them an individual, but they feel like there's no group for me or whatever. And that's what they made the show about. And they made, <laughs> and they made him, they Great made thing. him happen to fall in love right. with this insanely gorgeous girl who then what's the most tragic story you could think of to happen to you at that age. Your girl you're in love with kills herself. And then this, 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 and this. That's the like, writer's room, honestly. That's what they, this is literally. And then they said, how many seasons can we make out of this bullshit? Well, there was a book too. There was one book, I think. Really? Of yes, yes. The, the name Thirteen Reasons Why sounds like a book. Yeah. Was that a John? No, that was no, John it was Green. not John Green. It was a newer book. They made it into a movie pretty quickly. I remember, like Thirteen Reasons Why. Yeah, it's a show. It's, right, and they but made a movie too. No, Thirteen Reasons Why is a book that they made into a Netflix show with Greg yeah. Cran starring the lead role, Gray. <laughs> <laughs> it turns out the chick is Australian. Uh, I would have never guessed. What's her name? She was about to be in Marvel too, wasn't she? A Marvel movie, but they backed out. It was oh, uh, really? Hannah Baker was her name in the show. But what? yes, oh my god, when you say that name, I'm like, oh my god, R.I.P. Hannah. <laughs> 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 but then throughout the course of the show, they basically show you that everything was just uh, preventable. <laughs> like everything was super preventable the entire time. Yeah, I think the point was back to this idea of intensity they didn't feel it was preventable they, they you know what feel. yeah that's the thing they, in that show they do a great job of describing how at that age everything feels like the end of the world right everything which is why feels a lot like of the those, end of the like world like riverdale and pretty little liars that those shows are the same like that's why it's a, those shows appeal to that audience because it's like everything in those shows it's like you can't even go and get a drink of water without it being like widescreen like you know like it's just like the music it's like <laughs> having it on the so character's face dramatic and uh Dude, I agree. You ever you ever meet somebody who's like really only into shitty corny shows? Yeah. Her name is Molly. It's my girlfriend. Well, um, Molly likes reality, right? Well, not only does she like Love Island, like bullshit reality, she also enjoys True Blood, which is her recent one. I want to put my head through the TV to make it stop. Interesting. It's so so bad. It's unreal. It's the vampires, right? Yeah, but she's watched like so many other vampire shows that are like from the same era. Like, she uh, loves that era that of television. Like, Pretty Little Liars she loved, even though it wasn't Vampire. Um, the Originals. Mm-hmm. Um, What's the big vampire show? I know it. I can't think of it. True Blood. No, I thought there was this other one that was big, too. Similar. Maybe not. I could be thinking of, like, Supernatural. There there's probably is another one. But, you know, they're all the same. And that's it ruins my nights. I come home at, like, 7.30, and I'm asleep by 9.30. And guess what's on in the living room from 7.30 to 9.30? True blood. <laughs> yeah, I could have guessed that. But she likes it. So what? There's gonna, they're going to end the season. Here's but the thing. It's going to end soon because she, she's, she's going to hit the end of the episode. She's already watched it all the way through once. This is her second oh. time around. This could be infinitum. This could be. What does she like about it? Just because it's vampires it's, and sex? Yeah, I was going to say, there's for sure a sexual component to it. Because, like, there's a lot of, like, very good-looking characters. But the writing is so, so bad. 
so bad. And there's also no logic. Like one character like turns on his buddy and tries to kill him, and the other he he like pushes him into a uh, concrete hole, like as concrete like a liquid liquid oh, concrete shoot. is coming down. But they're both like very strong vampires, so like it doesn't really hold them for long. And fucking he come he comes back and he literally runs up on the dude right four inches away from his face, covered in liquid concrete, ready to whoop that ass, and then just doesn't. Like, there's, like, the the guy never... Nothing. He's just like, you tried to kill me, but I'm not going to get revenge? Yeah, basically. Just dumb shit like and that. And then they're friends again? No. I mean, they weren't really, like, homies. They were, like, just on the same side that day. I don't I don't even watch the show enough to really be able to give you, like, an accurate depiction of their relationship. Yeah, I got to stay. I stayed away from a lot of those shows. I've seen... Out of all those shows we mentioned, Pretty Little Liars, I've seen the most episodes of, and it's only, like... Ugh. Six total. Fuck that. I feel like both of our girlfriends probably like those type of shows. Uh, yeah, yeah, probably. Lou, well, we watch a lot of comedy when she's here. This is what I like. Stand up or like no, comedy not shows? dude. I haven't watched. I gotta be honest with you. I haven't watched stand up yeah. in a long time. Yeah. Well, most recent. I've I did lost watch interest. Kevin Hart. I've lost a lot of interest in it. I did watch Kevin Hart's special that he put out Good. um from like inside his house. It's for, it's actually like better as far as Kevin Hart goes. Like I'm not a big huge fan, but it's like good. Really? Yeah. Did you watch Shul Saves America? I couldn't get that deep into it. Cuz it's it's what he has on YouTube, so I've already seen a lot of oh, it. Oh, okay. But it's also it's too fast. He does he it's all like you can tell it's script like he wrote this oh, like yeah. rhythmic script about it. Yeah. yeah. But it's it's just like you know, give me a second to breathe between very, lines. It's very trying to be George Carlin. That's what it came off as to me a little bit. I mean, the format changed, but yeah. Yeah, the, the, the format end, changed. Yeah, but yeah. the style is still there, the Carlin-esque. But at least he's at least attempting to not let cancel culture sway him a little bit. You know what I mean? And he's still like a left-leaning person. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, But I haven't... No, we just watch like shows like uh new girl mm. um new girl's really really good new girl's pretty good there are it gets better i'd say the first few seasons like first two three were like this is pretty funny but it's a, it's okay but it Actually, got, it i think gets it gets worse better. towards the end well i'm not towards the end i guess i'm on like four or five right now somewhere it's good it's good in there yeah, yeah th- like two through five yeah uh the characters are well they're tro- they're very tropey yeah, they're tropey, but, yeah. but it's but comedies are supposed to exaggerate mm-hmm. qualities in people. That's why it's a funny show. No one like Schmidt that. is just unreal. Yeah, like there's so there good. might be people similar to Schmidt, but not as extreme. But like Winston, uh, no. Winston Win- Coach, I do not like Coach. Even Nick Miller, he's schlubby, but like nobody is bringing like nacho supreme quesadillas into their bed and like just like spilling it everywhere and being like <laughs> no one's that later. level of messy in their 30s right like no one is that crazy if you are you live alone or in your parents basement Dude, even <laughs> alone like no one's that obnoxious but that's why it's funny like that's why it makes you know that's why comedy shows do that um we can get into our saltiest and community tries yeah which salty first yeah, let's do salties first. Do you have <clears> one? Uh, mine was that the other day. I genuinely almost got in a massive car accident. This chick just almost 
uh, swept the front of my car. Like we were both on the 290 okay. um, going towards my house from Tonawanda. Mm-hmm. On the way home from the gym for me, I was far right lane. She was far left. There was one lane in the middle separating us. She starts merging into the right lane. No blinker. I'm going, okay. I wonder if she's just going to keep going like all the way through the second lane too. She starts coming into mine. So I know she's going to hit me. So I hit the brakes and I just start laying on the horn, right? No reaction from them. No like speed up. No more. Just no brakes. To go. Not, just, they're just, they are where they are. So I speed up and go around and look. And it's this chick. She looks like all right. She's like good looking in shape. Blonde chick, whatever. Maybe like three years older than us. And I'm just, I just look and I'm just waiting for a reaction first. Like my first thought is like, what are they? Because like, if it's somebody who's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Blah, blah, blah. Like I didn't know. Like given the given the my bad eyes yeah i've done that before like i've accidentally just like merged into somebody's lane and like just didn't look over my shoulder like an idiot none of that just blank face like i wonder why that guy's so mad like i i almost i considered just pulling in front of her and just slamming on the brakes like i was so livid and it ruined the rest of my day like i let that ruin the next eight hours of my day you shouldn't have i know i know it's a silly thing to. Uh, it, I hate when that happens, though. I almost got run off the road by people. One dude, dude who was merging without looking, and I had to on Main Street, and I had to like keep going over and, and hit my horn a bunch of times to get him to. Yeah, it's insane. People in Buffalo are not crazy, or they are crazy. Um, I got you beat though. My my saltiest of the week. This is the developing story, but um. A bunch of people online from a Reddit thread, but they also have a Twitter presence called Wall Street Bets, decided to invest in GameStop, the video game company's stock, which is dumb. GameStop? I thought you said it was another company. Yes, I'm getting to that. So GameStop is a legacy business. It's just like Blockbuster Video. Everybody can buy video games digitally now on the consoles and on the PC. And they're not paying GameStop to stock the games or whatever. So, you know, cut out the middleman. It makes sense. They're, they're dying. They declared bankruptcy over coronavirus. They were actively looking for a buyer. Their stock in the toilet, you know, a few dollars maybe. This, a bunch of hedge fund managers, billionaires, who are managing people's money and investing to build the hedges up, you know, bet against GameStop. It's a smart move because they're a legacy business. They're actively looking for a buyer. Okay. (laughs) Everybody on this Reddit thread, fuck the rich who are making money by gaming wall street. We're going to game wall street now and aggressively bought GameStop stock. This is still going on. So it shot up to like $300 a share. Jesus. In a few days. You know what I mean? Over the course of all this time. So it's it's on it's go it's still going on right now and basically what that is it's like it's not illegal per se from it's not quite manipulating securities I don't think. I don't think anybody's getting sued for it. But it sounds like because it is. all it is is you're getting a bunch of like-minded people to put money in the stock market. That's exactly what a hedge fund is. But the hedge fund managers lost billions of dollars, <laughs> literally, because GameStop's stock went up this much and they bet against it. So so huh. this was a direct, literally an online move 
to just fuck over hedge fund managers, like certain hedge fund managers, blah, blah, blah. And it's interesting because now like people have made millions from GameStop stock going up because when people caught it, like I, I have, I know somebody who bought it at $70. It's currently, I think at 300, he's, he could pull out now and just made, you know, X hundred percent of his money. That's pretty wild. So what's going to happen is now that this Reddit community plus others, because people just notice the stock's going up, it creates like this chain effect, just like Robinhood traders. Um, They're probably going to do it again and keep doing it. So there's mention that the next one they're going to do is AMC and AMC's stock is already up like a ridiculous amount. Not, not even into like the tens or twenties yet, but it went from like, again, another business that was basically failing. Um, it went from, I don't know, like a couple bucks to like eight bucks. To, it's gonna, and so they think that that one and Bed Bath & Beyond are both going to be the next target of this Wall Street bets thing. Um, AMC Entertainment. Okay, hold on. So either what? Okay, so according to my cash app, it says AMC stock was steady between two and a dollar fifty and like three dollars, hovering in between there through from last December through January twenty twenty one. What did I say? 20 today's the 27th 27th it says that on tuesday when the market opened i'm sorry wednesday morning when the market opened it shot up 518 percent right 200 283 percent okay so right and right now it's up 563 percent yeah it's up to four nineteen dollars a share 1990 at close and it was a dollar two dollars something okay for the last so this is so again what the fuck all they're doing is telling individual people they could have two thousand dollars in the bank they could have $50,000 in the bank. They're just telling everybody to buy this stock. Listen listen to this. Reddit and Elon Musk sent GameStop stock soaring. Why AMC and BlackBerry are next. Right. So Elon Musk picked up the GameStop story or the GameStop thing and like Mm -hmm. retweeted it. So a bunch of individuals buying into a stock is creating artificial value for that stock. Because guess what? AMC's still in trouble. Actually, not so much anymore. But BlackBerry's still not a valuable business. So what they're showing... The government, you know, whoever wants to look is that the stock market is no indicator of how a business is doing anymore. Because it used to be you buy stocks so the business can improve, blah, blah, blah. But that's not so much the case anymore because it doesn't matter that GameStop's stock is so high. They're still probably going to have to sell and go under because nobody's going to the stores. Or they're going to have to buy an esports team. It's just giving them a bunch of capital that they're not going to have anything to do with. So it's just it's kind of like a big middle finger, and, and a lot of these managers are pissed off. And you'll notice that the news media. I just bought eleven shares of AMC. The news media is um, saying like how dangerous this is, blah blah blah. But 
the, the fact of the matter is that this is just what hedge fund managers do. Like a bunch of hedge fund managers will be like, let's bet against this. And yeah, it'll devalue it because they bet against it. But these people are doing it just for lulls, let's say. And it's kind of like a, a, an interesting situation. And I think this wouldn't have happened had people been working. Like if the coronavirus wasn't a thing, this wouldn't never happen. But it's just interesting. And a lot of people are salty about it. A lot of people losing money, that is. People making money aren't salty. That's for damn sure. There's a lot of guys that came in the barbershop in the last year and said they've either made a ton of money or lost a ton of money on stocks. It's a casino, bro. Those guys our age who've made 30000 in like a month. So if AMC shoots up, they're actually going to use the money. I'm a very pro movie theater guy. Yeah. I'll put that out there. People like are okay with streaming becoming the new thing. No, I'm very pro movie theater. I think that movie experience is valuable. I think that they're going to innovate the theaters with after this virus. They're going to innovate in a big way i think i don't know what it is yet because if they don't they're gonna die and every time the theater's about to die in history they've innovated film now it's digital you know seats now they're reclining seats so i think that this is a good push for them sign me up but yeah people are salty about the funds i don't know what's gonna happen should i buy blackberry i'm not saying anybody should buy anything i should make that clear but it's very interesting it's just like when portnoy was in the stock market every day over when he had to be in quarantine, like he just has followers who will just do what he does to inflate a price. It's just kind of crazy. AMC stock soared over 250% over more than 1 billion shares on Wednesday. That was yesterday. Mm -hmm. Holy shit. Isn't that crazy? So what's crazy is that I'm late getting in and I'm still probably going to double. If you had bought, Two days ago. If you had bought two days ago, five hundred shares at the two dollar mark at a thousand dollars, and they all went up to nineteen, you'd be well on your way to a vacation. Wait, no, this is today. This was published today. Today's yeah. Wednesday. Today's Wednesday. Oh my god! It's still gonna keep going. Well, it's gonna go for at least another couple. Here's days. the thing: you have to be careful because I gotta be ready to pull out within like a week or two. Set. I would definitely make sure you have a number in your brain. If it hits this number, I pull out. But I'm, I'm not because of that. Mostly because there's going to be a back a backlash. Like something's going to happen. These hedge fund managers are going to push for something to happen. Somebody said in a tweet today, pay attention to how swift legal action is taken uh, in these instances. And you'll see that Wall Street was really never about, you know, helping businesses or whatever. Um, I don't even know who tweeted that. Regardless, it is interesting. And I think, you know, like I said, like the stocks could tank again because there could be some repercussion that no one knows about. But who knows? It's very, very cool, though, that people can just talk to each other online or not even talk and just decide like GameStop and then just boom. You know, That's that, absurd. that Reddit thread is two million uh, members in its community, the Wall Street bets. So if someone's saying buy GameStop stock and it picks up like. Yeah, 2 million people, individuals in varying price ranges buying stocks. Like some people are throwing money into it. Oh, I'm sure. Some, some people look at that and put eight grand into it the, yeah. in, within 10 minutes. And they'll, they'll show you like their uh, – like a, a popular thing to post is like your gains for that day. But one dude like put in like eight mil and came out with 22 mil. Like, <laughs> like some ridiculous things like – it's it's very interesting and i like to see the wall street like like you know those money shows it's like a guy who's really enthusiastic talking about stocks they were all wrong about gamestop because these 
just for lol. So they're all pissed that they have to go on their shows and be like, well, all these managers bet against GameStop, but all these fucking internet people, you know, turn the table. Very interesting. That's pretty absurd. Uh, Tries. What do you got? Uh, mine's a band called Beartooth. Beartooth. Mm-hmm. I'm a band guy these days, so I'll, I'll look into them. I'm They're gonna... kind of hardcore. A little bit of screaming. So be aware. Okay. I'm not really super into the screaming, but I can deal with it. I think it's just because the gym I've been at, it's there's a lot of uh, metal. Yeah. Hard rock. Not like not tons of like screaming metal. Like still a lot of like melody. Mm-hmm. It's good. Beartooth. Give them a try. I'm mm-hmm. gonna give them a try. I like bands. Um, my try. I have two. I'm gonna pick one. I'm not gonna say them both. All right. I'll just say. Uh, I'll just say the one that I originally thought of. I. Did I already say masterclass? Did I already talk to yes. you about that on yeah. this podcast? On this podcast, probably. Yeah, let's just say probably. Okay, good. Because the my tries is uh, the sous vide, and I know you're gonna roll your eyes. No, I'm pro sous vide. I thought like a while ago you were like, no, why would I get a sous vide? Oh, I mean, there's no reason for me to get it, but yeah, I make too I make steak way too often to do that. That's why you should get one. It, it's a longer process. My way is the simplest. Here's the thing. I would need for you to do a blind taste test because I couldn't make you a sous vide steak and give it to you in hopes that you would like it because you're just, you would just know that it's for me and be like, this is horrible. So I would need to somehow set up a blind steak test, but sous vide, what is it? Water circulator consumer. You can get a consumer one and uh, you basically just plug it in, put it in a pot or a container of water and put things into the, in bags that are like sealed into the water bath and it holds it at a certain temperature and you cook it that way. So you put a steak in a bag, let's say, or uh, you can use jars too, but obviously not for a steak and you submerge it. You can cook it at, let's say like 129 Fahrenheit for an hour, pull it out of the bag and you could put things like the rosemary, your thyme, whatever you're putting in there, you know, whatever you want to do. And then pull it out of the bag and then you can sear it and then it's done. And that 129 is going to keep it. Let's say I think 129 for an hour is like, let's just say that's probably medium rare. It's not rare. It's probably medium rare. And uh, it'll keep the center literally uniform throughout the entire thing not there's no unevenness to the cook because again you're not using like an oven to cook it it's a water bath but it's not just for meat you can use it for eggs like if you you can poach eggs in the shell in the shell in the water bath and then they're since they're sealed in their shell they're good way longer so you can poach 18 eggs and every morning already have a poached egg ready to go done who the fuck eats poached eggs everybody have you never had eggs benedict no See, this is why you need to get into cooking, and I didn't want to mention this earlier, but now I'm going to because you've offended me one too many times. Your palate is dog shit. Your palate is Agreed. dog shit. No, I, I understand that. I don't disagree with that whatsoever. I, I'm very simple. I'm way too simple. Anything else? No further questions, Your Honor. Yep. But uh, you can make desserts with it, um, like creme brulee and stuff. You can infuse Ooh. marijuana with it very easily. <laughs> you can decarb it, let's say, very easily for edibles. And uh, people, and then use that same decarb to infuse any fat, per, any fat containing thing you want duck fat, 
olive oil, um, coconut oil, butter, anything. Uh, so get a sous vide. Um, well worth the time. They got cool apps for it now. And I made salmon with it the other day. And I'm not huge on salmon. But uh, it came out fantastic. It, the really? texture was like, it was, it was buttery. It was so good. And I'm probably going to start eating. Now that I know that I can make salmon in the sous vide that good, I'm probably going to start making more, like work it in once a week one, or uh, once or twice a week probably. It's so good that way. Um, chicken breast too. All right. I think that's it. Unless you have any closing uh, statements or questions about tries and or salt is. No, I'm good. This has been Pass the Salt, episode 57. Find us everywhere podcasts are listened to. And on Twitter at uh, PTS Podcast underscore 716. As always, I'm Max Cambria. With me, John Peroni. Ciao, ciao. Ciao, ciao. <laughs> ciao, ciao.